Liz Merrill, your latest story on the Little League World Series isn't about any game or any inning either or any team. It was about one particular moment early in a game last year. Can you set that scene for us? Sure. It's the 2022 Southwest Region Championship in Waco, Texas. An Oklahoma team of 12-year-olds is playing Texas East. Whoever makes it out of this regional gets to go to Williamsport and the coveted Little League World Series. And it's the bottom of the first inning in the game. Texas East is leading three to two. And Caden Bub Shelton is on the mound for Texas East. And Isaiah, they call him Zay Jarvis, is at the plate for Tulsa. Jarvis steps in. Right side, fouled off. Quickly, it's 0-2. There's runners on first and second. And Bubs throws a pitch that gets away from him. Oh, look out. The ball hits Jarvis in the head, and he goes down hard. It looks pretty ugly, and you can hear the sound of the ball hitting him if you're watching it on TV. But after a minute or so of being attended to by the coaches and trainers, he stands up and walks to first base. It's awful good to see this young man come to his feet. Wow, that is a tough kid right there. Right, and we've seen those moments before. You have the early scare, you hear the sound, you wonder if the batter is okay. And in this situation, Jarvis does get up and he goes to first base. But we've seen that a lot of times. What made this moment special? It's what happened next. He's standing at first, and Isaiah notices that Bubs is upset. He's alone on the mound. He's got his glove covering his face. But Isaiah can tell that he's been crying. So when I got to first base, I was talking to my coach, and I kind of looked over, and I saw Caden with his glove over his face. And and he kind of turned a little bit, I think, and I saw him crying. And at that moment, Isaiah Jarvis takes off his batting helmet, puts it on the ground, and walks slowly over to the mound. I think I was scared that he was going to think, I was like, you know, how people charge the mound and stuff. I I, I was scared that he was going to think that, so I just wanted to walk, like, kind of slowly over there and try not to, you know, scare him or anything. Isaiah gets to him and wraps his arms around him and hugs him and tells him, he's going to be okay, and he's doing great. I said, hey, look, look at me. You're doing just fine. I said, keep throwing strikes. Even though he really wasn't throwing strikes, I said, just keep throwing strikes. Um, but, yeah, that's what I said to him. I said, you're going to do it. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. The whole interaction would only last about 25 seconds. But it would resonate longer and further than either of them could imagine. Our yeah. favorite story of the morning is an inspiring moment of sportsmanship in the Little League playoffs after a young player was hit by a pitch. 
We wrap up what's new with our show us something good. This comes to us from the Little League World Series qualifiers. This is the moment seen around the world. After a wild pitch knocked an Oklahoma batter to the ground, the 12-year-old took to the mound, hugging the Texas pitcher who hit him. It's rare that the result of a game of any kind between teams from Texas and Oklahoma is entirely secondary to anything. Rarer still, though, to see a moment of compassion so pure that it transcends sports and reminds us of the best of us. One year ago, a Little League qualifying game that should have been remembered as one team's ticket to Williamsport became known for so much more. Because the game stopped when one batter was hit in the head by a wayward pitch. But the world stopped when that batter walked onto the mound with the gift that everyone could use a lot more of. Compassion. So today, Liz Merrill tells us the story of that moment and how a couple of 12-year-olds reminded us all about the power of sportsmanship. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Tuesday, August 15th. This is ESPN Daily. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. So, Liz, that was the scene a year ago. But before we get back to this hug and what we can all learn from it, I want to learn about these two boys. Let's start with Isaiah Jarvis. Who is this person that could, in one instant, decide to go and hug the person who just beamed him in the head? Isaiah, besides having a, you know, a pretty magnificent mullet, <laughs> which we can get to later, he has 10 siblings in a blended family. Austin Jarvis, Isaiah's dad, has been coaching baseball for longer than Isaiah has been alive. <laughs> and Isaiah would hang around practices. And some of the things that his dad is trying to tell these high school kids on baseball etiquette, how to act, some of that seeps through to his son. His dad said that, like, the, the messages were simple for Isaiah and his kids and his players, and it's just treat people the way you'd want to be treated. I was raised that way, and my parents have always taught me to, you know, be that way, um, treat others how you want to be treated, and, like, put others before yourself. 
Yeah, probably one of the best messages you can learn early in life through osmosis or actively. But Isaiah's more than just a good kid. He was a player on one of the best Little League teams in the country. What's his baseball story like? Isaiah didn't start playing baseball until, until he was like seven or eight years old. He didn't even play t-ball. I started when I was seven, seven years old. I didn't play t-ball. I went straight into coach pitch. His dad didn't want to push it. Even though he was hanging out with his dad a lot of practices, he didn't want to push the sport on his kid, and he didn't want that to be the one connection he had with his son. I, I never tried to influence him when he was young, and that's kind of, he started a little bit later than some kids because I didn't want him to feel like he had to play baseball to, because of me. And so Isaiah decided when he was that age, seven or eight, that he wanted to play baseball. And you would think, oh, he's been around this for long enough. He's going to be really good, but he wasn't. When he first started playing, and, and he will admit this too, that he, he wasn't very good early. And it really wasn't until uh, I think he was nine, and he played for a competitive team and, and set the bench most of the time. And after that year, he just kind of had the motivation that that wasn't going to happen again. And, and so he's really flipped the switch and, and has worked really hard ever since then. He put a lot of work into it, and he consistently got better and, and evolved into one of the better kids who play in the Tulsa area. Okay, so that gives us a glimpse into how Isaiah could become the kind of person we saw in that viral moment. But what about the other boy, Caden Bubbs Shelton, the young pitcher who was visibly shaken when Isaiah went down? What does he remember about the incident? So Jarvis was hit in the first inning. Mm -hmm. What maybe wasn't seen on those viral videos is that Bub Shelton had sort of had it in his mind, even after the hug and knowing that Isaiah was okay, that he couldn't face another batter after he hit Isaiah. When I did, like, throw it and uh, it, like, it got away and it hit him, he fell on the ground and I got, like, really nervous because I thought I, like, really hurt him. Thought it, I thought it, like, gave him, like, a concussion because, like, when he, like, was laying on the floor, he, like, looked like he was, like, pretty, he, like, it knocked him pretty hard. And so all this is going through his head. He's somewhat rattled. I got pretty emotional because, like, I've never actually done that before. I mean, I fit people, but, like, not that hard and not in the head. Yeah, you could tell he was upset when he was on the mound. And you talked to his mom, Melody, who was in the stands at the time. What was her reaction? She was concerned for Isaiah, for sure. I mean, that was her initial fear. I mean, I was sick to my stomach even more so because you had this kid that I know, I know how hard Caden can throw. And I knew that this had come towards, I mean, at that point, we didn't know if where it exactly had hit because it happened so quickly. But um, I know Caden throws hard and it looked like it got him in the face or the head or something and he went straight down. And I mean, the, the, whole, the whole stance, everything was silent. 
And then when Isaiah did get up and we were like, okay, you know, is he gonna be able to continue playing? What's going on and stuff? And when he was going over to first base to continue the game, we were like, I don't even know how the kid got up. You know, like it, that, that's how, how hard the sound, like it's just, it was crazy. And he went over to first base and, and was there. I was like, okay, well, you know, let's make sure this kid's okay and everything. And they, they released him to, to continue to play. And I can tell Caden is not, he's not holding it together. You know, his, his emotions are everywhere. You said his mom could tell Caden wasn't holding it together. What did she mean by that? Why was his mom so worried about Caden's reaction? His mom, Melody Shelton, she's an educator and she deals with um, mental health issues uh, at, at her school in what she's doing. When COVID hit back in 2020 and Bubs was home all the time, she realized then when she's around him all the time, how much her son was dealing with anxiety. But when she's seeing this unfolding out there on the field, she could tell that like he was deeply bothered by it because he didn't take a knee when he, Isaiah got hit. He was pacing right. around. He was pacing close to Isaiah. And so she, she became pretty worried that his anxiety was going to overtake him. And it's then, with Isaiah now on first and Caden on the mound clearly distraught, that the moment happens. Isaiah starts walking towards them, and I was like, what, what's going, what's going on here? Like, what's happening? Once he, like, got to first base, he walked over to me, and he, like, he came and hugged me, because I didn't really see him coming over there, because I had my head down, because I just really didn't want to realize, like, I didn't really want to know what was happening, because I was, like, so, like, emotional. And, uh, yeah, he hugged me, and he told me I got this, and that, I'm fine, and he tried to cheer me up. We couldn't hear anything, the conversation that the boys were having because we were in the stands and stuff. But I mean, at that moment, you know, I was like, whoa, this is, you don't see this every day, you know, especially in baseball, it's, it's a competitive sport. It was kind of cool to, to see all of that and to see Isaiah in the middle of a game stop and go towards a kid that was struggling on the mound. Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. It made me feel like I had a lot of emotions going through my head. Like, like I was, I felt better, but I was also still like pretty sad because I mean, it shouldn't really like happen to really anybody. Because I mean, I know it hurt really bad for him. They pulled me because I wasn't able to pitch again because, I mean, I couldn't get myself together. And after that, I went back and hit. I just had to keep going because it's baseball. I mean, things happen. We're human. So, yeah, mistakes happen. So Bubs was clearly concerned about Isaiah. And even though Isaiah was okay, Bubs was shaken up enough that he couldn't continue pitching that day but obviously the game has to go on. So what happened after that? Well, he had to regroup, yeah. Um, according to Little League rules, he couldn't leave the game unless he was injured. 
And he's obviously got a pretty powerful bat too. So I'm sure some of the mindset is, boy, you don't want to lose him hitting. But he eventually grabbed his glove and played first base. And a little bit after that, he hit a double that that helped Texas East win. The 1-1. This one's out to right. It's going to drop in. One run is going to score. Bobbled. Two runs are going to score. They beat the Oklahoma team 9-4 to and punched their ticket to Williamsport. Wow. So Bub Shelton probably not celebrating as hard as the rest of his teammates maybe, but obviously the story for Tulsa and Isaiah ends there. What comes next for Bub Shelton and Texas East? Well, they go to the Little League World Series, and he said that if Isaiah hadn't come over to console him that day, he wasn't sure if he could pitch in the Little League World Series just because it was that tough on him. And and hearing his words helped him. It might not have helped just him. Just those words. You got that, this. Just yeah. those words were enough. Yeah, the words of a 12-year-old. But as, as you know, kids listen to other kids a lot more than they listen to adults. Um, but th- that is... That definitely was something that helped him be able to take the mound again. And boy, did he ever. I mean, he he went 2-0 and with the Little League World Series. He had a 2.57 ERA. And he led Texas East to a third-place finish. Made the All-Star team, hit 385, hit two home runs. And who knows if any of that happens without the hug. Right. The hug is the thing because I, for one, couldn't even tell you who won it all at the end of the day. So coming up, we find out how that hug became the story of the 2022 Little League World Series. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Liz, let's go back after this game between Tulsa National and Texas East. We heard about what the hug did on the field, how Bub Shelton went on to carry his team to a third-place finish in the Little League World Series. But what about off the field? What was the reaction? The kids from Tulsa were underdogs, and the they'd only been together a month. They had been they'd been playing for other teams, but they got pretty tight. And every day hmm. when they would practice, they would be out there looking at this limo company across the street, and they kept bugging their coach, "Hey, can we get this limo? Wouldn't that be awesome?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not getting that for you guys." And his name is Sean Copeland, by the way. He's a bank exec in Tulsa by day. And by night, he coaches 12-year-olds. <laughs> he thought right before the championship game, since they made it that far, he's like, you know what? I'm going to let them ride after the game to Outback Steakhouse in a white Hummer limo. And so they're in there after they lose. And he's following behind. And his phone rings. And it's a New York number. In his mind, he's thinking, oh, man, maybe this is the Little League World Series calling him to tell him that that Texas East team had been disqualified and that they were going to Williamsport. <laughs> but that was not the case. But it was pretty good, too, because it was a producer from Good Morning America. And she said that they wanted to speak to Isaiah Jarvis about the video. And in huh. Sean's mind, he's thinking... Okay, Isaiah had this great uh, defensive play, uh, grabbing a line drive up the middle. And she's like, no, we want to talk to him about the hug. So the coach thought Good Morning America was calling about a potential top 10 play on SportsCenter or something like that? Yeah, uh, but that's that's how a coach thinks, right? You're not thinking right. that, like, this act of humanity is going to get national attention and... And he told me that the person on the line from Good Morning America told him, not only is it viral, but it's one of the most viral videos they'd ever seen, that it had gone wild. Wow. And at that point, they hang up the phone, or maybe even before they hung up the phone, everybody was calling him. CBS Morning News, The New York Times, The Washington Post, and of course ESPN, and it, it didn't stop. Yeah, not exactly a common ending to a Little League game for a 12-year-old going in a white limousine to an Outback Steakhouse and then getting interviewed by all kinds of national publications. <laughs> yeah, if you ask him, he might have said that the limo was way more exciting, but I don't right. know. So what about Bubs Shelton then? What was the reaction to him? Well, you know, they win the game. And shortly after that, Melody Shelton's phone starts to ring too. Now, Melody's like me and most people I know in which when your phone rings from some weird number, you think it's someone trying to sell you a car warranty. Oh, yeah. And so she didn't answer. I don't answer my phone unless I know who's calling me and some phone numbers were calling me and I was like, eh, whatever, and I kept turning it off. Finally, her mom, Bubs's grandma, has some people calling her. Then my mom received a phone call my mom picked up. And she was like, hey, Melody, there's somebody that says there was CNN news or NBC, like it was some news thing. They want to talk to you. And I'm like, what? And so I was like, okay. So I picked up the phone and that was the first call. 
leave it to grandma to be too trusting and answer her telephone. <laughs> yeah. And so they've got to drive three and a half hours back to Pearland and they're pulling over and doing interviews and they get home finally and there's these TV crews waiting at their house. When I got here, there was a news crew here at my, mom, my mom's house. There was a crew here and then there was a crew at my house. We were driving back and we got like calls in the car and then when I finally got home, we had a camera crew at my house. We had a camera crew at this house. It was like, I didn't think, it was like really late at night too. It was like probably like eight or nine. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, I thought it was like pretty crazy and uh, I mean, I wouldn't like, I would never think this would have happened to me. So if we're writing this movie, or at least this after-school special, I think what everybody wants to know is at the end, are these two kids actually friends? You know, that's a good question. I think that's kind of the next step of the, the chapter of the story that everyone would want to hear. And the answer is... Yeah, but they're not like best friends. I mean, they live two states apart. They live pretty far away. Right. But they've had a few moments since then in which they've been able to hang out and they do consider each other friends. They Snapchat each other. And Isaiah, by the way, is getting all these letters and he's getting like free cases of sunflower seeds and he got some <laughs> batting gloves. Bubs didn't get any of that, huh. but... He also got a call from the St. Louis Sports Commission who every year puts together a big event called the Musial Awards. It's named for Hall of Famer Stan Musial and honors the year's greatest acts of sportsmanship. They were calling Caden because he was going to, they asked him to present Isaiah hmm. with the award. And the St. Louis Sports Commission flew Bubs out to Arkansas and he played on Isaiah's select team for a weekend. They both played the in infield right next to each other. Wow. Bubs and his select coach are trying to get Isaiah out to Texas for a weekend soon so he could play with his team, the Texas Blue Chips, because he really wants to be teammates with him again. I call that friends. I think if you live two states away and you, you go to those lengths to hang out or people go to lengths to have you guys hang out, I'd say you're friends. I wanted to ask you this because I remember watching the video and thinking that it was a simple gesture, that of course somebody who saw a, an opponent crying would go and hug that opponent and say, hey, you're okay. I'm okay, everything's okay. But what I didn't anticipate or see was the opposite side of that. The sort of, oh, wow, a pitcher crying after he hit somebody, that's soft, that's weak, that doesn't really vibe with today's competitive culture. So I wanted to ask you what you learned about this moment, this hug, and from all the people you talked to about this. One thing I kind of wondered, and I was trying to get at, is like, okay, so you think this might be some breakthrough moment, right? People mm -hmm. are going to... I don't know, for lack of better words, get a grip. Things aren't going to get so tense over, like, baseball games, and people are going to be nicer to each other. Right. I'm not sure that, like, that happened. Uh, that's asking a lot, but, you know, even the kids... I mean, this isn't anything that was, like, scarring or anything, but they'll go to games, both Isaiah and Bubs. Like, they'll be playing in a game and say Bubs hit somebody. 
you know, there might be somebody in the stands or in a dugout saying, oh, are you going to cry about it? Right. Or with Isaiah, when he gets hit, he'll hear people say, oh, are you going to go hug him? Hmm. I mean, some of that is just like probably kids, you know, having fun. And they get that. That, that doesn't bother them too much. And then you had the arguments too, like, are these kids aren't competitors if they if they're like that. After I hugged them, like, I was back in the game. I wanted to win that game just as much as anybody on the field. And so I was just as competitive. But I think that people's mental state and health are as much more important than winning a game. But I still want to win the game. Maybe for a minute or two, it made people feel good about society and humanity. I think we've all seen in various moments of sports, though, gestures like this. And they go a long way, especially today. Well, Liz Merrill, I would love to offer you a virtual hug for keeping up with this story (laughs) and keeping us all updated. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 